Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Minister David Walker comes with a life-impacting message entitled, Framing Your World by Faith. Get your pen and your pad ready, and let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. Praise the Lord. For a few moments today, we're going to be talking on the subject of faith. And if you are a born-again child of God, faith is our prescribed way to live. The Bible says, the just shall live by faith. The Bible talks about us standing by faith. The Bible talks about us walking by faith and not by sight. We live by faith, we stand by faith, we walk by faith and not by sight. We have the shield of faith. We fight the good fight of faith. So faith is our lifestyle. It's the way we were called to live. And so there are some things that many of us are desiring. Are you desiring or believing God for something right now? Just raise your hand if you believe in God and desire something from the Lord. Amen? And so we're going to talk about receiving those things, but there are some things we've been desiring and believing God for. We want to look at how we can receive those things. And so today we're going to talk about first how God framed this world into existence, how you can frame your world, and then what are the practical steps to do it, okay? And so our foundation scripture is coming out of uh, Hebrews 11, verses 1 through 3. In the King James Version, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. This morning, I'm going to speak to you on the subject of framing your world by faith. And when we speak of your world, we're speaking of your personal world, your family, your finances, your business, your world by faith. Faith. So the scripture tells us in Hebrews 11, uh, verses 1 through 3, and we'll break this scripture down. Now faith is. So if faith is not now, it's not faith. Because faith always resides in the what? Present tense. So if it's not now, it's not faith. And faith is the substance, the scripture says, of things. Faith is the substance of things. Faith is the substance of spiritual things. Faith is the substance of physical things. Faith is the substance of seen things. Faith is the substance of unseen things. But faith is the substance of things. And so it's interesting to note that it didn't say faith is a substance. Because if faith was a substance, it would imply there could be more or other substances. But it says faith is what? The substance. Which means you can't get another substance until you get the substance. And the substance of all substance is faith substance. And so faith is the substance of what? Things hoped for or desired. 
Now, you just raised your hand a moment ago, and there's some things that you're hoping for. There's some things that you're desiring. Well, faith is the substance of the very thing that you're hoping for and you're desiring. You may be hoping or desiring for a brand new car. Well, faith is the substance of the, of the brand new car. You may be believing God for peace. Well, faith is the substance of the peace. It's the substance of the joy, and it's the substance of the brand new house that you're praying for, for God to move you into. Amen. Faith is the substance of things. Say that with me. Faith is the substance of things. Hope for or desire. Now, let's keep reading. In, in Hebrews, in the scripture says, and it's the evidence of things not seen. Now, verse 2, for by it or by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Verse 3, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So God framed the world with his words. It was through the words he spoke that creation came into existence. There was nothing created without words. We live in a word world. Have you ever noticed when you wake up in the middle of the night, soon as you wake up, your mind is gone. Thoughts are coming. We live in a word-generated, word-created world. All things were made by words. Now, what building material did God use to frame the world? Let's look at it. In John 1, verses 1 through 3, this is the gospel of John. In the King James Version, the scripture says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Now watch this. All things were made by him, by God, by the word and without him without god without the word was not anything made that was made the word was in the beginning now how many of y'all would agree that god made all things how many of us would agree that without god was not anything made that was made all right so god made all things and faith is the substance of things. Now follow it. Follow with me just for a moment. Faith is the substance of what? And God made all. And faith is the substance of. I need y'all a little bit louder. All right, let's try that one more time. Faith is the substance of. And God made all. And faith is the substance of. And God made all things. So if faith is the substance of things. and God made all things. then God had to use things. when he made all things. Let's look at it. Now, we got a smart class here this morning. God had to use faith when he made all things. So let's look at how he made things. In Genesis chapter 1 verses 1 through Three, it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, I recommend you go back and read 
Genesis chapter 1, the entire chapter, but for the sake of time, I'm going to read, and God said, and you can go back and read as God is saying something is happening, okay? But we see here in verse 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. In verse 6, it says, and God said. In verse 9, it says, and God said. Verse 11, and God said. Verse 14, and God said. Verse 20, and God said. Verse 24, and God said. Verse 26, and God said. Verse 29, and God said. Verse 31, and God saw. What did God see? He saw everything that he had what? He, he, he made. He saw everything he had made. Look at that scripture, Genesis 1.31. And behold, God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Now, the question is, how did God make it? Words. Faith-filled words spoken out created this world. And this is why the scripture tells us through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. See, it's hard for the world and the world system, someone who is not born again, someone who is not enlightened to understand how this world came into being. But the scripture tells us how we know it's through faith we understand this. It's through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And so words are powerful. Words are spiritual containers. Words can be filled with love or they can be filled with hate. They can be filled with blessing or they can be filled with cursing. The scripture says death and life are in the power of of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Now, I have a container here. This container has nothing in it, as you can see. We can pour anything into this container. The container is just empty. We can fill it with faith. Or we can feel it, let's just say this was fear. You could fill your mouth with fear. But whatever you fill it with is what's going to create in your life. Because words are creative. And when you put words that are fear filled, they transmit images to you. Have you ever got negative news? And all of a sudden, your mind starts thinking of every negative thing in the book. I mean, I know what I'm talking about. I know that ain't just me. And you got to cast them thoughts down. See, the responsibility of who fills the words is on you. The onus is on you to fill your words with faith and to refuse to fill your words with anything other than faith-filled words, love-filled words, encouraging words. Are you listening? And so, words are spiritual containers. Now, what's beautiful about this is that we have been made in the image and the likeness of God. 
Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So you have the same ability to speak and create just like God. Now, dogs can't do it. Cats can't do it. Rats can't do it. But you can do it. And so God made you a spirit. You are a spirit. Tell your neighbor, say, there's more to me than what you can see. Turn around. Tell your other neighbor, say, there's more to me than what you can see. And the Bible tells us in Job twenty-two twenty-eight, thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee and the light shall shine upon your ways. And we sitting back just taking it from the devil. The devil throwing fiery darts at your mind. You're going to be single for the rest of your life. You're never going to be loved again. He's throwing all these fire. You'll never get hired again. Your business will never take off. Things will never work. All these fiery darts are coming. And we like, mm, mm, mm. No, you got to open your mouth. You have to open your mouth. And you have to tell the devil who you are. When those fiery darts start to come, you say, wait a minute, devil. I'm glad you showed up today. Let me tell you something. And then you give him the word. You don't sit there and just take it from him. You start decreeing what's going to happen with your family. You start decreeing what's going to happen with your business. You start decreeing what's going to happen in your marriage from God's word. And so you're made in the image and in the likeness of God. We have the ability to call those things which be not as though they were. So the first thing we have to do in framing our world by faith is to begin with the word. Say that with me. Begin with the word. Say it again. Begin with the word. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was in your beginning. What's in, the be- what's in your beginning? What's in the beginning of your day? When you wake up in the morning, is it, is, is it social media? Is it how, how many likes did I get this week on my last post? Soon as I wake up, is it how many views did I get? Is it what is the stock market doing this morning? What's in your beginning in the morning? What's in the beginning of this new relationship you just started? What's in the beginning of this new business venture that you just started? See, because the word needs to be there. And we know if the word is there, we know where your business is going. If your marriage is built on the word, we know where your marriage is going. It's going to be a prosperous and successful marriage. But if you start building your life, you start building your business, you start building anything in your life outside of the word, you're going to have problems. In the beginning was the word, the scripture says, and the word was with God, and the word was God. I love this because God makes himself equal with his word. God and his word are one. So what's interesting about that is the same faith or the same material that's in God is the same faith and material that's in what? His word. God and his word are one. 
So when you get in the word, you're getting the same faith material that's in God. The same stuff that makes up who God is, is in his word. You know, sometimes we think, well, you know, God can't lie. You think God can't lie just because he, he'd be a bad God if he can't lie? No, he can't lie because he really can't lie. God is so full of faith that if he speak it, it will create. It will become whatever he declares. If God turned around tomorrow and said there's going to be a two-headed dog at your doorstep, guess what? You may have never seen a dog with two heads, but you're going to see one that day. Why? Because in his DNA, in who God is, is faith material. And he transferred it into his word. Now can you see why the enemy don't want you in the word? Now can you see why and understand that the last thing the enemy wants you to do is put this word to work in your life? We're facing challenges in our lives personally and professionally because we're not starting with God and his word. The word of God is the faith material to frame your world, your business, your marriage, your finances, your relationships, your career, your physical health, your mental health. Your future is in the word. So what does it mean to frame your world by faith? That word frame in Hebrews uh, chapter 11 and verse 3 in the original Greek text is kartizo. It means to mend what has been broken, to adjust, to repair, to complete, to put in order, to strengthen, to make one what one ought to be. When I read that, I said, oh, wow. To make one what one ought to be. In other words... You may be in here this, mo- this morning, or you may be watching online, and you say, I see where God wants me to be and who God is calling me to be, but I see where I'm at right now in my present circumstance. And the gap between where I'm at right now and that person, I don't know how to get there. Many times we can't achieve it because we're doing it out of our own selfish will or ambition. We're trying to do it out of our flesh. I see what God wants me to be, but I don't know how to get there. And when you start framing your world by faith, when you take in the word, the word will make you who you ought to be. In other words, the word will make you who God originally designed you to be from the beginning of the world. What's broken in your life? What needs to be put in order? The word of God will make you into the person God originally designed for you to be. But let me say this. You have to apply that word to your life. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed or changed by the entire renewing of your mind. 
So it's God's will for us to come up and be just like Christ. It's God's will for us to become who he originally created us to be. But we still have to do the work in renewing our mind, which is removing the old thoughts from the world system and the way we used to live and and adopting a new system or a new way of believing coming from the word of God. Are y'all with me this morning? And so... You might be a prideful person, but the word will help you as it pertains to being humble. You might be a person who is timid. I guess, guess what? You get in the word and you start framing your world with this word. And guess what? The Bible says the righteous are what? As bold as a, as a lion. You might be a fearful person. You start getting in the word and all that fear is going to leave. And you'll be full of faith, like the Bible talked about Stephen being a man who was full of faith. But in order to accomplish this, you need scriptures to support what you are believing God for. So if you know you're in pride, go get some scriptures on walking in humility. If you got issues with fear, go get some scriptures on love. Because perfected or matured love, the scripture says, cast it out fear. So when you start to think about how much God loves you, that fear will dwindle in your life. See, fear is faith in reverse. Fear is faith in reverse. The enemy is not an originator. He's a manipulator. And he tries to take what God has created and twist it and make it into something else. And so if you get the enemy's words on your mouth, you're going to shape a world you don't want to live in. It's going to be a little box. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Fear is an invisible, it's a little invisible box. But faith has no limit because God has no limit. And so we have to have the word on what we're believing God for. You can't say I'm believing God for healing, but I ain't got no word on it. Come on. Yeah. Man, I'm sick. Wait, were you believing God? Yeah. Well, what scripture are you standing on? Uh, well, uh, uh, none in particular. Well, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> Nothing in particular. No word. You ain't got no evidence. You ain't got no proof that you believe in God. What are you believing God? You need the word. Now, I like this. This is better seen in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 in the Amplified Version. Watch this. Now, faith is the assurance of the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed. Now, let me ask you a question. When you book a hotel room, right, they give you a confirmation number, right? Now, imagine you go to the hotel, you done flew out of the country, you show up in Paris, and you get to the hotel, and they say, uh, yeah, yeah, we don't have a room for you. And all the, and you, you know, all the hotels in the city are booked. You say, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You don't have a room for me. No, no, we don't have no room for you. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, what, what's the first thing you're going to go grab? 
you're going to go grab that confirmation. Why? Because that confirmation represents your proof that your room exists somewhere. Now listen, I don't know if y'all got to go build a, a room outside the hotel. I don't know if the hotel uh, clerk got to move out their room. But y'all got a room for me in this hotel somewhere. And I'm going to get in it because why? Why can you have so much conviction? Because you have the confirmation. Now we just read Hebrews 11, 1 said, now faith is the what? The substance of things hoped for, or in the Amplified it says, is the assurance, it's the confirmation. So the word becomes your confirmation. Are you listening? The word is your confirmation. So when the devil say, you ain't getting no healing, you say, oh, no, 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 devil, you don't understand. 1 Peter 2.24 says, by whose stripes ye were healed. So you, 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 I'm not listening to you. I'm holding on to my confirmation that I'm already healed. I'm not trying to get healed. I'm not hoping to be healed. I am healed. And you can use that any, in any area of your life. The word is our confirmation. Tell your neighbor, say, the word is your confirmation. When I was single, I, I, I was single and looking to mingle. And I was the last in my family to get married. Now, you know, that's some pressure. Especially when you got five other siblings and they married and you not. And I'm older than three of them. So I was really feeling that pressure. And I had every, comp I, was, I was having my conversations with the Lord about why I'm in this predicament. And um, the Lord, in spending time with him, showed me that all my griping and complaining and whining, it wasn't going nowhere. Let me tell you something. You can cry the biggest crocodile tears you want to. You can cry, snot. If you don't get in faith, it ain't going to work. God's not moved by all that. He's moved by faith in his word. That gets God on the scene. Now watch this. I'm single three and a half years. And I'm like, and I told myself, I said, I'm not dating, entertaining anything until I know it's somebody I'm truly looking to marry. And again, all of this unbelief coming out of my mouth. Well, when the Lord checked me and I got in faith, I went back to my scripture, Mark 11, 24. I started standing on it. The scripture says, therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray. Believe that you receive them and you'll have them. And so I started standing on Mark eleven twenty four and saying, Father, I thank you for my wife. I receive her by faith in Jesus' name. People would say, uh, uh, you know, they would talk to me about relationships and I would tell them, I already have my wife. they like, yeah? I said, yeah. She her address is Mark eleven twenty four. I would tell them that. That's where she lived. I receive her. And don't you know, when I spent time with God and God showed me myself, he had to work on me. There was some stuff in my heart that wasn't right. When he made that switch, now here I am seeking for three and a half years. When I made that switch and I repented, I told God I was going to do what he wanted me to do. Two weeks later, I meet my wife. Three and a half years, two weeks. I say God is better. 
than when we try to do it in our own strength. Now, let's go through some practical points on how to frame your world by faith or framing your world by the word of God. Number one, you have to deposit the word of God in your heart. Your heart is a depository. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. That word dwell means to live or stay as a permanent resident. The word richly means abundantly, full supply, totally, and completely. Now, we need the word in our hearts or in our spirits in a full supply. In other words, you ever remember years ago they had the Pillsbury Doughboy? When you poke them, will you make that sound? You know, the little sound, right? We need to be so full of the word that when folks push us, we give them the word. They don't push us, and then we give them a cuss word. They don't push us, and we say something or do something we're not supposed to do. We're so full of the word. God's word is so rich in us that when pressure comes from the outside trying to get in, all that, all that pressure going to do is run up against some word. Just like a bank, when you make a deposit, money goes in and, and in your account and your balance increases, so likewise in the spirit. As you deposit the word of God in your heart, your faith account grows. Your faith will begin to be strong. Now, there are three entry points to your heart. It's your eyes, your ears, and your mouth. So you have to watch what you're looking at, what you're listening to, and what you're saying out of your own mouth. Because you believe you more than anybody else. So if you speak in doubt and unbelief, it comes out of your mouth, back into your ears, and drop down in your heart. And so your heart, again, is the depository where the word resides. Now how do we, what do we need to do? Three things. Number one, we give attention to the word. Listen to this scripture in Proverbs 4, verse 20. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you and pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you unwrap my words, they impart true life and health into the very core of your being. You have to give attention to the word And as you do, that word will sink down deep into your spirit. The second thing we need to do in depositing is meditate on the word. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 in the NIV says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. And then finally, the third thing in depositing that word is hear the word. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing how? So you can't say, well, I just, I heard that faith stuff before. No, 
the thought of yesterday's meal won't fill you today. Give me this day my daily bread. So you can't say, well, I heard that before. No, you need a fresh word, a fresh hearing. And every time the word is being preached, faith is coming. Faith is coming right now. Faith is coming right now. Faith is coming right now. You may not feel it, but faith is coming. You ever been on the beach and you get in a tan? You don't feel that tan. But when you turn around, you say, well, I turned two, I turned three different shades. You're sitting in the presence of God. The word is being taught. Faith is coming to you now. I heard something that Gloria Copeland says. She says, right now, you might not be in a position to make huge deposits of money in your earthly bank account. But you can make any size deposit you want to make in your heart account. That's the account that really matters because it's the one you will draw from to change the circumstances of your life. My second point in framing your world by faith or framing it by the word of God is withdraw the word of God from your heart. Now, Romans chapter 10, verses 8 and 10 says, But what saith that the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. And then verse 10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. How do I withdraw the word? You got to speak. You have to open up your mouth. The same word that you're feeding on is the same word you got to open up your mouth and talk about. Speak to your circumstances. You know, people say, well, you know, I just, I just speak all my mind. Well, that's good if your mind is good. That's all we're going to say about that. Because if your mind is not good, you need to keep your mouth quiet. We need to take the time to make faith deposits in our heart so when we need to make a withdrawal, there's something in there. When the devil come knock, you can't be on negative. Your spiritual account is, is eh, eh, eh. I can't find a scripture. I don't even know what to do with about this. Tell your neighbor, say, speak the desired result. I want you to think about when God spoke to this world in the beginning. The Bible says that darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. But nothing happened until God said. God didn't say, oh man, it's so dark down there. Man. Holy Spirit, you ever seen anything like this? Look how dark it is. What did he say? Let there be light. And light came into existence. As a matter of fact, light still travels at 186,000 miles per second. That's 671 million miles per hour. Coming out of the voice of God. Light be and light became. You have the same creative power in your own life. 
So don't let the devil back you up into a corner and keep your mouth shut. You got to get in the word. That word, that heart full of the word will run the devil loss. Now listen to this. If you want prosperity, quit talking poverty. If you want healing, quit talking sickness and disease. If you want life, quit talking death. If you want peace, quit talking pain. If you want the cat, stop calling the dog. Right? You want the cat, but you're calling the dog. You got to speak the end result. Speak the desired result. And as you do this, you're framing your world by faith. Now, you can't do it on your own strength, but that's why we got to get in the word. Are you listening? All right. Let me give you the third point, and it's act on the word of God. In Matthew's gospel, chapter 7, verses 24 and 26 in the Passion Translation. And it reads, everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. And when the rains fell and the flood came with the fierce winds beating upon his house, it stood firm because its foundation, because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on sand. And when it rained, The flood came, the wind and the waves beat upon his house, and it collapsed, and it swept away. What was the difference between the two houses? One applied the word to their life. The other one heard the same word, but didn't apply it to their life. Tell your neighbor, say, don't let that be you. We need to take the word and apply it to our life. Can you see that? Let's stand to our feet this morning. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 says, be careful for nothing. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Well, what am I doing if I can't worry? What am I going to do if I can't fret? You got to cast your care on the Lord. The Bible says, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. He wants to take care of your burden and your load, but you have to give it over to him. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away, and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, 
come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name, praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.